we're going to be talking about managing expectation and I want to talk to you today about really re relative to expectation is hope and today I want to talk to you about fearing hope fearing hope if you'll find us there in 2nd Kings chapter 4 looking at starting at verse 8 and this is coming from the English Standard Version and it reads one day Elisha went on to Shunem where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food so whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, behold, now I know this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day he came there, and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call the Shunammite. And he said to him, Say now to her, See, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. And he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time, the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. Again, I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about fearing hope. When I say fearing hope in the context of this particular scripture, you notice the Shunammite woman, when she did not ask for a blessing, she did not petition the prophet for anything, but rather because of her works, he felt that she should be rewarded because of her works, because of her faithfulness to him and his servant. He called her out to be blessed. And I want to speak that word to somebody right now who's just being faithful and, and you're just doing what God told you to do. And I'm not, and wherever you are, I'm wanting you to know that God sees you when you're being faithful. And somebody right now, you're questioning, you're like, Lord, in your heart, you're like, Lord, I'm trying my best. I'm doing everything that I can. And yet I don't seem to be on the level of blessing that you have proclaimed for me. But I want you to know that you just need to keep being faithful. Point at somebody and say, keep being faithful. This woman was called out for her faithfulness. And the prophet, he had to discern because the woman herself, she did not ask him anything. And even when he asked her... She did not tell him. She didn't tell him what she desired. I, I want to speak a word also to those people who, who are, are proclaiming in the, the streets that what you need from God. You don't need to share your dream with everybody. Don't share what you desire with everybody. Now, there's some things you can keep private unto yourself, and I want you to know that God knows. God sees what you stand in the need of. You don't have to speak it and proclaim it to everybody else, but God knows, God sees, God cares. And while you're in the middle of being faithful, God may just call you out and give you and speak into your life the very thing that you desire and need from him. 
But then he, they, 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 the, the, the prophet begins to discern. He, he questions his servant and says, I want to do something special for her. I want to proclaim a blessing in her life that God is going to do. He said, but she won't tell me what she has need of. So Gehazi himself discerns and says, well, she has no son and she's old, which means that uh, because her husband is old and because her husband is old, his time to help her have a son is coming to an end. And after they had discerned this need of the Shunammite woman, then, Gehaz, then the prophet calls her. He's discerned her need. He calls her out. And he says, about this time, according to the time of life, he said, you shall have a son. He discerns her need for her and proclaims that which shall happen in her life. And a lot of times that happens for us. God is letting us know. He gives us clues as to what he's about to do in our lives. The, the, the Bible says faith coming by hearing. Well, the, God, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And sometimes God presents us with evidence of what he's about to do in our lives. And, in, and I'm telling somebody today, you need to keep your ears in tune for the evidence. Yeah, yeah. Keep your ears tuned for the evidence because faith comes by what? Yeah. Hearing. God is going to allow you to hear. He is trying to speak into you that which he is about to do next. And sometimes he just leaves a little evidence of what is about to happen in your life. He's giving you some evidence. Stay tuned for the evidence. I'll point at your neighbor and say, stay tuned for the evidence. God's about to do something special in your life, but you have to be in tune with the evidence. The reason you need to be in tune with the evidence is because when you're in tune, you know when to move. Well, it's like it, it has, I come to tell you, blessings, they have a rhythm to them. They have a timing to them. And, and sometimes God is leaving you crumbs. He's leaving you evidence about what he's, of what he's about to do in your life. But you have to be in step. You have to be in tune with what God's about to do. You need to stay in tune, stay in line, and be ready to step when the evidence comes. Because God is sending the evidence. The question is not, is God speaking? The question is, are you listening? Because God is always speaking. As long as you're living, God is speaking. As long as you're breathing, God is speaking. The question is, are, is our faith in tune with what God is saying? And are we ready and prepared to move with the evidence? Sometimes God gives you negative evidence. And what I mean by that, I mean, sometimes God allows certain things to happen in your life that are frustrating, and sometimes those frustrating things are a little evidence that God is trying to get you ready and prepared to move. Sometimes we, we, we get settled in a certain space, but a lot, sometimes God sends some negative evidence to remind you that where you are is not where you're going to live. You're not going to set up a tent in the valley. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm not setting up a tent. I'm not living here. But sometimes God allows the winds of negative evidence to flow in our lives to push us to where he desires us to be. Oh, yeah, we're going to suffer some frustration wherever we are. But sometimes you need to be in tune because maybe, just maybe, God is sending this evidence for a purpose to let you know that he's preparing you to move to something else. He's shifting, and, and where you are right now is not where he wants you to be or where you're going to continually be, but he's shifting you to another place. 
this woman, when you think about shifting, because we like things to stay the same. That, that's, that's our nature. We are, our nature is to stay the same. Our nature is to stay where it is familiar to us. It's not our nature to try new things. It's not our nature to try new environments or, or do di- things differently every day. It's our nature to settle. It's our nature to be stuck in the familiar. Because it's easy when things are familiar. You know how to navigate around the familiar. You take the same path to work because it is familiar. Uh, uh, there was a situation the other week my wife was telling me about that somebody's GPS was telling them to go another way. And they said, no, I'm going to go this way because it's familiar. And, well, they got stuck in traffic because they are felt more comfortable with the familiar, even though it took a longer time and it was harder. It was hard. It took them a longer time to get there, but they rather stick with that which is familiar. How many of us are doing things the hard way because we want to stay on a familiar path? How many times are we encountering storms that were not even intended for us because we wanted to do things the way we always do them? We wanted to go the way that we always go. And maybe that shifting is God telling you it's time to try it another way. It's time to try another path. Maybe God is shifting you that from that which is familiar to let you know that he has inspired the change that is coming. And when we we allow that to reflect upon this Shunammite woman, she had gotten used to being a good wife. She was a good wife. She was attentive to her husband. She was supportive of her husband. She kept her house well. She was even attentive to the servant that came to her house because she was a good wife. She was a good homemaker. She was used to being a wife. And long ago in her mind had she put aside any possibilities of her being a mother. But she had rather settled into her role of being a wife because she was familiar with it. And long ago, she had dismissed the notion that she might become a mother. And because she had dismissed this notion and because she was settled into her role as a wife, when the prophet speaks to her and says, and he's speaking with God's authority, About this time, according to the time of life, you shall bring forth a son. The woman says, don't lie to me. She's saying, don't lie to me, prophet. Don't don't, don't tease me. In other words, what she's really saying is, I'm not prepared for what you're telling me. I'm not ready in my mind to shift into another dimension. I'm not ready to take on the, the... of being a mother because I've already dismissed the possibility of being a mother. I I came to ask somebody today, what possibilities have you dismissed in your life? I want to sit there for a minute. What possibilities have you dismissed in your life? It's too late in my life for a career change. Too late. You know how old Samuel Jackson was before he became an actor? Too late in my life to to express myself in a different way. 
Why don't you look up Grandma Moses? She didn't start painting until she was in her 70s. It's too late in my life for these possibilities. And sometimes we restrict ourselves because we're not open to the possibilities. What possibilities have you dismissed in your own life? You're too young. You're too old. You're not educated enough. You don't have the right experience. You don't, in fact, you don't have any experience in that field. How can I try that? How can I venture out into that? What possibilities have you dismissed? Because the question is not whether you dismiss the possibility. The question is, has God? Because if God has not dismissed the possibility, when we say no, God can still say yes. I wish I had somebody in here. Somebody say, God can still say yes. There's some things that we may have dismissed in our own lives. And because we dismiss those possibilities, we don't venture out in faith and trust God for what he can do. Because dad would say man's extremity is God's opportunity. Sometimes we need to reach beyond the what, we are, what we're familiar with. Reach beyond what we think we can do and trust God with the rest. Trusting God for this. Therefore, when I'm weak, I'm strong because I'm no longer relying upon my my own strength. But I have stepped out in faith on God. So that means I'm stronger in this area because it's not I, but it's the Christ that's working through me. It's God doing this thing. Point at somebody and say, God's doing this thing. God, God, God is, he, he's He's doing this thing. He, 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 is, he is stretching me beyond what I thought I was capable. He is taking me to a place that I thought I could never go on my own. He is setting a new ceiling for my possibilities because it's no longer me trying to do it by myself. But I am stretching out and I'm stretching out on God. Point at your neighbor and say stretch out on God. And I'm stretching out on God because I can't do it by myself. I have to stretch out on God. And some of you, 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 you've stretched out, but you just haven't stretched as far as you could. Because Jesus already asked you things that cause you to stretch just being a Christian. Love them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully. You sh- I'm sorry, that's not my human nature. I can't do that by myself. To do that, I'm going to have to stretch out on God a little bit. Because, see, I I hate them that hate me. I cusses thee, them back, who cusseth me. Come on. (laughs) I diggeth ditches for those who hath diggeth ditches for me. that's That's my nature. So, so to, I've already stepped out of my nature and stretched out a little bit on God just to maintain my Christ-like demeanor to be who Christ has told me to be. So since I've stretched out that much, I might as well keep stretching out further. I, I, I should keep stretching the possibilities of what God can do in my life. So that thing that keeps coming back to me, and I came to tell somebody, I'm trying to inspire you. There's something in your mind. There, there's a, a dream. There's a purpose that God has put in your heart and your mind, and it keeps coming back to you. And, and, and it was there when you were a child, and, it, and it's there now, and it keeps coming back. But you keep dismissing it because you don't see it. God, you're bringing me this back, but I don't see it. You're saying 
you're, you're giving me this dream, but I, but I don't see the money. But, but I came to tell you, if you had whatever God's purpose in your heart and, and you have a dream that's big enough, you never have enough money for what God puts in. Because if you have enough money for it, you don't need God for it. <laughs> Come on, yeah. But what God is trying to do in your life, it's going to require a little bit more than what you have. That, that's what stepping out on faith is. That means I'm stepping out on God and I'm trusting him because I don't see it. I don't think I have it, but I'm just believing God that when I take this step, God is going, not going to let me fall. God is going to take me to another level that I did not imagine on my own. This, this Shunammite woman was like, I, I have dismissed. The possibility of being a mother, I have cast that out of my mind because life has told me that it won't happen. She's saying, I've done the math. Like Sarah. Sarah, Lord, I, I've done the math. You, you, you telling my 90-year-old husband that, that we're going to have a child and I'm 80 years old and I know how to carry the one. And that, and that doesn't add up. So she laughed. And that's why Isaac's name means laughter. Because she laughed at God. Because she had long ago dismissed the possibility. She dismissed the possibility. But see, see this, is what, this, is why, this is why the devil doesn't want you to pray. Because if you pray and you pray in faith, then things start happening that reward your faith. And you start seeing that I'm speaking some things into my life. And as I speak these things in my life, God is making those things happen. So if he made that thing happen, the next time I pray, I'm going to pray a little bigger next time than I prayed. I wish you were here with me. Then I prayed last time because if God did that, then I think he can do this. And then I, you keep on praying while well, I prayed here last time. So I'm going to pray here next time. And I believe the same God that did this is the same God that can do that. And then I read in my word now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask. I can pray beyond that which I see possible. I'm challenging somebody's faith right now. I can pray beyond that which I see possible. Faith is praying beyond that which you see possible. If I can see it happening, I don't need faith. But I need faith to pray beyond that which I see as possible when I don't see the money coming together. That's what my faith is for. When I don't see that relationship being mended. That's what faith is for. When I don't see my children coming back to God. That, that's what faith is for. When I don't see my cancer going away. Uh, that's what faith is for. When I'm put in a position that I don't feel like I have enough capabilities to do, that's what faith is for. I'm praying beyond that which I see is possible, and that's your homework this week. 
your homework this week. I want everybody who hears my voice, those who are watching virtually, those who are sitting in this sanctuary this week when you pray, I won't, don't want you to pray just that, that you don't burn the eggs. I don't want you to pray that you just make it to the end of the week on your job. I want you to pray beyond that which you see is possible. Because God said that's where I get my credit. <laughs> I don't get my credit inside what you see. I get credit for doing the things that you prayed for that you didn't think were uh, possible. You know that you know why I know that's how God thinks because when Hezekiah was told by the prophet that he was going to die he, he got down on his knees and he prayed. But then when he prayed, the prophet came back and said, God said, I'm going to give you 15 more years on your life. And then he asked him, Hezekiah said, I need proof that that's what God said. I need evidence that that's, about, that's what's about to happen. So then the, the prophet said this, what do you want to happen? Do you want the sun to go forward? Or do you want the sun to go back? Well, what did Hezekiah say? Hezekiah said, well, the sun already goes forward. That that wouldn't show me anything. But it would take God to cause the sun, y'all not hear me now, to go back. And, and, And if he makes it go back, then I'll give him the credit because I know it's God. And that's what God is saying in your life. When I do something, when I cause the sun, I wish you were in here with me, when I cause the sun to go back, when I cause that sun to call you that you haven't spoken to in three years, when I cause the cancer scan to be free, I wish I had help here, when I see the person that didn't have love in their heart all of a sudden come and apologize and say, how can we get this back together? God said, that's when I get my credit. I do the impossible, so when I do the impossible, I think you'll clap your hands a little bit. When I do the impossible, I I think you'll lift your hands up and give me some glory. When I do the impossible, it'll make you stand up and shout, Hallelujah! But what God is saying is you put handcuffs on me because you haven't asked for anything big enough. He said, I feel shackled in your life because you haven't asked me for anything that's hard to do. He said, I want you to know they asked the question, is there anything too hard for God? And I want you to know that there is nothing. Somebody say, there is nothing. There's nothing that is too hard for God. But he said, what I want you to do, I need you to ask. Point at your neighbor. Tell him, God said, I need you to ask. Jesus said, the reason you're not satisfied, the reason you're not happy is because you haven't asked for anything in my name. But he said, if you want your joy to be full, he said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. He said, if you ask anything in my name, somebody say, it shall, it shall 
something from this story that I had never thought about before. <laughs> he tells the woman, the Shunammite woman, he said about this time, according to the time of life, you're going to bring forth a child. Basically saying in nine months, in nine months, you're going to deliver a child. You don't have to get a, a scan. I'm already telling you it's a son. In nine months. Well, well ladies, I, I can do math. For her to have a child in nine months from when he spoke it, that means she was already pregnant. I wish I, I wish I would get it with me. Somehow, while he was speaking, that woman, he was declaring, you're going to have it in nine months, and I know because you're already, you already. <laughs> I, I wish you would get it in your spirit. I'm telling somebody right now, according to God's time, it's going to happen. And the reason I can say it is because you're already pregnant. Hallelujah. It's already in you. It's already starting. It's already happening. God is declaring. Hallelujah. 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 It's already done. The Bible says whatever we bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven God's declaring for someone right under the sound of my voice that it's already done the process has already started hallelujah it's already been consummated hallelujah God said he's already started it's God is trusting you to understand that it's already it's already done. Point at somebody around you and say, it's already done. It's already done, God. It's already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's already done. I'm trusting God with the impossible. I'm trusting God with the request that's larger than myself. I'm stretching and praying beyond that which I can see happening. I'm stretching beyond that which is possible. 
stretching out on faith and I'm trusting and believing God and I'm believing that it's already done. All heads are bowed in this place right now. In your mind, I want you to consider that request that is beyond the horizon. That request that you have from God that is beyond what you see. That request that you have of God that's beyond what you see as possible. And right now, as you think about it, you're trusting God with it. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you said, if we ask anything in your name, well, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you minister over every heart, every soul that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, you touch them. Give them the evidence of that which you're about to do in their lives. Lord, let them move to the rhythm of the evidence. Let them know when the time is to move. The time to step out is now. The time to trust you is right now. The time to believe for that which seems impossible is right now. Hallelujah. Lord, you do it right now. According to your word, not my word, but Lord, according to your word right now in the name of Jesus. You said if we ask anything in your name, ask that our joy might be full. Lord, I ask that you fill your people right now with joy. Even as it has not happened yet, but their joy is full because they've asked and they have a trust by faith. But Lord, you've already done it. You've already brought it to pass, Lord, according to the season, by the time of life. May it be done for everyone who's listening on the sound of my voice. As it was done for the woman of Shunem, may it be done for us, Lord. And we're trusting and believing you by faith that you're going to do that which you have already said. So right now, Lord, we're putting our hands together, Lord. We're opening our mouth and we're giving you the praise and believing by faith that it is already done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those who've been watching us virtually, we praise God for you. We trust that you will ask God for this on this week and believe that he's already done that which he has already declared. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you until I shall see you again. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.